All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. As an advisor, I talk a lot about mindset and we've had lots of sports people um, on this show in the past, um, from Grant Hackett to, to Jeff Horn. And for me, I'm very fascinated by sports and I'm very fascinated about mindset. And to be, to be honest with you, I'm actually so excited to have our guest on the show today, um, who literally is the founder, director, and head trainer of Sports Mindset, which um, I mean, I'll, I'll let I'll let her talk about it and in, in, introduce the, the concept to you if you haven't heard of it and heard about it already. But um, it's it's it, this is a discussion I'm so excited to have. And uh, but before I get into it, um, I do want to introduce to you um, Aja Panam Amar. And Aja, thank you so much for for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, it's a pleasure. Yeah. No, well, likewise. And and can I ask, um, you know, if, for those that haven't heard about sports mindset um, or really don't know about your history um, and your what you're currently working on can you maybe g- give them a bit of a, a bit of a breakdown and a bit of a summary of course so sports mindset actually was created based off of my life um, I played professional basketball for um, roughly 15 years all over the world played in um, Portugal Spain Germany um, played in in China played in, in Australia I'm from America so um, being here in Australia was, uh, was a part of my journey, um, ended up staying here, getting married, having kids and, um, and running sports mindset here in Australia. So really it's a, it's a combination of, um, the S and C work. So your, 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 your strength, your development, your speed, your agility, um, as well as your skill development. So whether, whatever sport you're playing land sports, um, I specialize in basketball, but we also have, um, rugby coaches, we have soccer coaches, we have uh, netball coaches that work with athletes with their skill development, trying to help them become the best athlete they can. And then with every session we do, there's a mind, there's a mindfulness um, component to it. And we, we have a lot of different ways that we approach it, whether it be um, through conversation with, with individual athletes, young emerging athletes, we work with pro athletes. We um, have some relationships with, uh, with sports psychiatrists that we give some of our pro athletes access to. Um, But really it's just a matter of of building a resilient mindset through your training, um, through your conversation. Um, We have a few different techniques that we use, but it's not one size fits all. So it's a very fluid situation when we're working with our athletes and we've gotten a lot of great results, but it's, it's really based off of me sharing my experience, my life, my failures, my successes. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been great thus far. And I love, and I love that you you mentioned the word mindfulness as well because it's it's it, it, the word gets thrown around a lot, doesn't it? Um, especially in this, <laughs> does, this type yeah. of thing. And when I talk to like high performance coaches, that even you know coach executives of companies, they mention it. Um, how would you define mindfulness, like, or even from a practical point of view? From a practical point, when I think mindfulness, I just think of being able to be in the moment, um, whether that means throughout your uh, your training session. Um, when you're focused on 
something when you're trying to perform at a high level uh, within your sport. It's just having the ability to shut out outside noise and be really uh, focused in on the moment and what you're trying to accomplish. Um, awareness is is half the battle. So having techniques that help you create that habit is really important. Um, it's important within your training. It's important within your performance on the on the court, but it's also important within life. Um, it's something that I've had to navigate through throughout, and um, I'm happy to share that with with all of my athletes now. And, and how much does mindfulness play into it? Because I mean, on on your website, you've literally got a quote that says, "Life is ten percent what happens to you, and ninety percent how you react." By Charles Swindle, um, and and we all know mindset's a big part of it. But I mean, what? In your opinion, what 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 do, what role does it play? Like, it's because you can have someone that's highly skilled, um, and they'll probably outperform someone that's not as skilled usually. So, but at the same time, you hear about stories of you know even like at a grand final football match, you see the footies the footy players making mistakes, you know, like really rookie errors, um, and normally it yeah. could be because they're nervous or because the the yeah the mindset, like it's just their mind is playing on them. Yeah. So I would say it's everything. Um, I would say it's, it's more important than your talent. It's more important than your skill set. Um, from my experience, your mindset creates the foundation and then everything else builds on top of that. And what I mean by that is, is you're prepared or you have the, the proper techniques to perform at a high level if that's your foundation, if that's what you do on a daily basis, whether you're training um, for the Olympics, whether you're, you know, working on a, a some kind of, um, I don't know, homework assignment, um, anything that you have, it's a habit. And so having the ability to really focus in on what you're trying to accomplish um, to let all the outside noise go, whether it's it's a skill within itself and it is the foundation of your success, whether it be within your sport or off the court. Yeah. And so for me, I would say it's 90% mindset and everything else falls into that 10%. Yeah. Well, okay. No, I like that. And also when it comes to even um, the, the concept of working on it, working on the mindset, um, you know, mm. what, what, what are some, what are some ways, what are some ways that we can probably become aware of our mindset? Because, would I be right in saying that sometimes someone can be in a really bad mindset and they don't even realize sometimes? And I know probably the best way to be aware of it is to have a coach or to have an outside, you know, someone from from the outside look at your situation. But um, are there any common trends? Are there common things that you see regularly of those that probably don't have the right mindset? Um, and I mean, I'm yeah, talking now even from like a, a general point of view, you know, sports, obviously, yeah. you could relate to more than anything. But just in general, like what, what are some things to normally – be aware of. Um, so, and uh, we, we, we hone in a lot on your self-talk. So everyone's always having a conversation in their brain and, and it's, there's, there's a lot of science behind it that, that we focus, uh, that we really use to create some of the techniques that we, that we use with our athletes. But to, in, in layman terms, it's, it's literally the conversation that you're having with yourself on a, on a daily basis. So we use a lot of our training atmosphere um, we put them in really challenging situations and see how they respond, whether you get frustrated, um, angry, uh, you know, lose confidence in, in your abilities, whatever happens in those moments. And then we're we, we're able to make you be aware through conversation, through um, through video, watching yourself uh, having 
your training partners talk to you or your coaches talk to you and you're able to uh, recognize what what control you do have and then what control you don't. But you have to have a level of awareness as to how you're responding to these moments and what your habits are. And then we give you techniques to break some of the bad habits. So if it's, for example, if you have an athlete that is uh, really, really getting angry when they miss shots, I'm using basketball as an example. It's, it's my sport of choice. So if you miss a free throw and you get angry about it, um, some some athletes are able to use that situation and feed and get it motivate, um, let it motivate them. Other athletes really struggle and it puts them into a little bit of a bit of a hole and then they can't really perform on the opposite end. So different concepts like next shot mentality. Um, what conversation are you having with yourself? Um, be OK with mistakes um, and practicing that not only when you're in training sessions, but when you're in practice, when you're when you're, you know, doing things off the court where you're at work and you create a, a conversation, you create a voice in your head that's sending you positive affirmations as opposed to tearing you down because usually uh, you're your worst enemy or you're your biggest supporter. And if you can become your biggest supporter, uh, the universe usually helps you out and puts you in good situations. And you just learn, uh, you learn habits to help you perform at the level you want to perform at. And if you're your biggest critic, your self-confidence and your um, ability to perform at a high level becomes becomes really, really difficult. And so just helping them, putting them in the fire, putting them in these situations where they have to become aware of what their habits are and then make those adjustments as they as they uh, grow and and continue to be thrown into those situations. Yeah, it's that's such a good example because for me, when I think about it, even like you know, as putting my advisor hat on, I think about someone that's trying to achieve any type of goal or task or working towards something. You know, in life, mm. we're, we're knocked back. We we hit obstacles. Something will pop up. Someone will lose their job, or an expense will end up being three times as much as they thought. And it's it's very yeah. easy to get discouraged. Um, yeah. And- so it's all about how you respond. What are your habits? What are you saying to yourself? Are you giving yourself? Um, like excuses are you victim mentality like what do you and a lot of it comes from how you were raised what what your what your uh what your um how your brain developed at a young age and you have to become aware of what your processes are and if you need to break those processes you have to go through all the steps to basically rewire your brain and how you deal with things um but it's you know if you put in the work like anything it happens i've seen uh, older athletes become significantly better at how they handle situations. And I've, I've worked with young athletes that didn't really have too much, too many habits, but help them develop good habits and watch them become, you know, strong athletes and, and strong, stronger than what their, their skill set says they should a lot more successful in, in, in their field. So it's, um it's been a beautiful, you know, about, I think it's, I've been doing it now. Sports mindset has been a, around for about 12 to 12 years. I was running it while I was playing. Um, and it's just kind of grown and taken a life of its own as as we've gone through. Yeah. Do you think it's got something to do with being an optimist or a pessimist? Um, because you know, oh, some, some yeah. people. Because, but but at the same time, I guess I, I mean, I consider myself an optimist. I always try to find the good things in situations. But saying that, I am the type of person that would get discouraged if I was shooting a hoop. You know, if I was shooting a ball into a hoop, and I didn't get it in, I can see myself mm. getting discouraged as well. So. Part of it's probably self-belief. A, a lot of it is. And that's what I mean. That conversation that you're having with yourself becomes so important. So if when you are missing shots, what are you saying? Are you 
focusing on concepts like have you put in the work have you been training and whether it be physically training visually training the situation so if you haven't you can't expect greatness right that this is just doesn't work that way but if you've been putting in the work then you got to trust the work that you've put in and the processes that you've gone through and um you really have to have an ability to block out the doubt and the and usually doubt just comes from fear of a failure and things of that nature so that's a whole nother uh conversation but um it's it's a it's a learned habit that we use within our training situations to help athletes process so it's it's just like training your 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 follow through uh working on your ball handling um getting your fitness at the level it needs to be in you have to put in the work to get that done this is no different um it's something that takes time it's something that you got to break it down to build it back up and if you put in the time and effort and work then you'll you'll um you'll see the changes yeah, and I guess someone can have a bad day or a bad game as well. I'm guessing because oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we, we all go everyone through. Because I just I've just called myself an optimist, but I'll have days where I'm not feeling that optimistic either. So, and I think that's it, what it having... happens. But in and in, in those moments, the big thing is how do you respond? So when you're having those bad days, when you're having a bad game, um, do you respond with "Oh, I suck," or do you respond with "You know, let's let's get myself back in the gym. Let's keep working." Um, you know, I've done this before. Let's let's figure it out. Um, what? How do you respond to those bad days, those bad games, those bad situations? And that's the big um, the big difference between someone successful and someone not. Yeah, it is. And, and, and I mean, it, honest, as you're explaining that, I'm thinking of situations in my life, even personally, where I was really down and feeling sad about something. And then something just clicked. I, like either I, it's a thought that came to my mind, or someone said something. And instantly my attitude changed straight away. Um, and and again, it's just like, it's it's that trigger. And I think having, you know, someone like yourself, when you're dealing with an athlete, sometimes either you know what it is or you're trying to find what that one trigger is or that one thing is that will sort of help someone just click, you know, or just, yeah, or, that, or even in the middle of a game where a coach takes time out to talk to the players for just two minutes and suddenly they're playing completely differently than they were two minutes ago. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. Yeah, everyone has a trigger and everyone has, like, it's not, like I said, it's not one size fits all. That's the beauty of it. Um, You see so many different ways to to connect with someone, to get them to to find a level of awareness within themselves. And there's different pathways to get there, but usually it's um it's 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 based on the athlete how often and uh, how often they're in the environment where they have to process, um, how well they're able to build habits, and then uh, the next thing is just how open they are to to making changes because some you know ultimately you you have a lot more control over your emotions and your thoughts than you think you do, and once you become aware of what you're feeling and what your triggers are and and how how you how you respond to things, it becomes a lot easier to pull yourself back and separate from from um, a lot of the fear and frustration that that comes from you know being an elite athlete, being a a successful business person, being um, a mother, being a father, <laughs> being a student, all of it. So it's uh yeah, it's 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 been a fun journey to watch, and it's something that you know I I'm not perfect at it. I struggle. I have my struggles throughout, but I do have some habits and techniques that I always can fall back on and they've, they've never let me down. 
Yeah. And you mentioned as well, you know, the, the business, you know, sports mindset, you've built it off um, some of your successes and failures um, over time. Mm. Are there are there a few that come to mind um, that that you can share, you know, a, a situation, not, not the specifics of the success or the failure, but just how you learned from that experience or, or something that, or, or maybe a learning or maybe you had like an aha moment or just there was a situation where the penny just dropped and there was just this realization that you had or, or there was a moment or maybe a moment of inspiration. We like, no, you know what? This is, this is really, I thought this was what was going on, but this is actually what happened. Mm. I remember I'm probably putting you on the spot here, but I'm just, if there's, if there's no, it's, it's actually, my mind went, my mind went strict uh, directly to one point in my career where I was hoping to make the WNBA. Um, had really good I was in training camp with the Seattle Storm had really good numbers was playing well um competing uh defense was one of my strongest points and and I was making shots and uh you know all of it all of it seemed to be going in the right direction where I was gonna make the final roster and and have a great WNBL career but it didn't end up working out that way uh the WNBA at the time had just limited their roster uh from 13 athletes to 11 they were having some money issues, the league itself. And so they were only holding 11 players per team as opposed to 13. And I was one of the very last cuts for two years in a row. And at the time, um, it was deflating. I had put in so much work. Um, I was playing some of the best basketball I've ever played in my career. And it almost felt like it still wasn't good enough. Um, and fast forward it now to my life right now. If, that, if I had played in the WNBA, I would have never met my husband. I would have never been in Australia. I would have never been able to run the company the way that I'm running it now. And so I look at that as a I was able to get through those that 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 deflatedness, um, continue my basketball career, continue to travel the world, went to was in France, was in Spain for for five years, came to Australia, ended up meeting my husband here in Australia, played here, grew the company here. You know, I'm I have one point five kids now that uh, uh, I'm eight months pregnant at at the moment right now, but I have my beautiful daughter and none of that is possible if I make the WNBA because I'm still in America and I don't come to Australia um, in the, in my off season. And so in the moment I could never have seen and or foreseen the positives that were coming out of my, uh, my perceived failure at the time. And it wasn't a matter of talent. I was a very strong player. I, I trained with WNBA players. I competed against them. Um, I have a lot of friends who couldn't believe that I wasn't in the league, but it just wasn't my path. And I look back and I'm grateful that I didn't make it because I was able to figure out what I wanted to do after basketball. And I was able to build that 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 um, rapport and, and success throughout the years of playing in Europe and then meeting people that I would have never came across from any other way. So it's uh, it's one of those situations where I looked at it as a failure in the moment. I was able to continue um, through that perceived failure. And in the hindsight, I'm just beyond grateful that the, my life panned out the way that it did. <laughs> yeah. And it literally was probably one of the best things that's, uh, that ever happened to you as well. Ever happened to me. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's in the moment. You could have never told me that, you know, telling it, telling me at 23 years old that this is the best thing that ever happened to you failing and not making the, you know, the top league in, in women's basketball. I would have slapped you in the face and called you an idiot, but, um, but it was, it absolutely was. And I'm, um, I'm so grateful that I was able to move through the pain of not, of not 
feel, feeling as if I was um, a failure and, and move through it and continue my journey, continue to play, continue to develop as an athlete, continue to develop as a human. And um, yeah, it's just been it's been the journey that I was meant to be on the path I was meant to be on. And I'm grateful for it. Yeah. No, I love that because it's, it's sort of the, the, the way I see it is as you're explaining that as well as you could relate that story, even if you just sort of zoom out, you can relate it to someone playing a game, trying to win or they're, mm-hmm. or they're working towards a goal. And suddenly they, they just have this, this moment where they feel like they've failed or they feel like they haven't, mm-hmm. they've just gone backwards when really they haven't, they're just being pushed towards something better. You know, um, yes. and it may be a bad quarter, for example, but the next quarter they'll probably learn from that first quarter and they either end up winning the game or or getting really close to it. Absolutely. So you have the macro component of it. You have the ma- uh, micro component of it where if you can recognize that in the moment, it changes your the energy that you're putting out, the, 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 the headspace that you're in, and you're able to make adjustments within a game setting. Um, on the life scale of things, the macro scale of things, it's if you're able to within your your sadness your failure you, all of that just continue to move continue to to be on your journey uh you'll find that success is usually around the corner from failure yeah and am i right in saying that this can happen to the best of people because and i'm just thinking of tennis right i think of djokovic mm. um, one of the best tennis players in the world if not the best and you see him during his game not that i watch heaps of tennis but when I do watch, I when, I, when, when I watch him play, you know, he's sort of, you, you can notice if he's not having a good, I don't even know what it's called, but let's call it a set. If he's not having a good set or he's not playing that well, he'll sort of stop for a second. He'll, or during the breaks, you'll see him talking to his coach or, you know, mm. and you think, and, but then you think, hold on a sec, this guy's like the best in the world. Why does he need someone else to tell him what to do? But then I just mm. think even the best players need someone there. And, 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 and I mean, you've probably worked with the best of the best players as well. Are their issues the same as a rookie, for example? You know, and when I say yes. issues, I mean their, their errors or the things they go yes. through or the thought process. Absolutely, the different. Some of the differences are that you've gone through so much failure that you no longer consider it failure. Um, you know, you've gone through so many losses that it's no longer a, a quote unquote failure. It's simply the next step, right? And so it's it's all about your perspective. So a, a young athlete who hasn't lost the game. They lose a game and they don't know how to handle it because they've never been in that situation. Um, it's the same feeling as a as a vet athlete who loses a game, but because they've lost before, they're able to have a different perspective on the loss and move forward. Some young athletes consider it like, you know, oh, I'm going to quit. I'm going to give up. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. As opposed to understanding like you, you win some, you lose some. It's a part of the process. Respect the process and continue to move and you will find that your failures are creating your successes. They go hand in hand. It doesn't, you can't have one without the other. And, and, you know, some of the older athletes still struggle with it on a day-to-day basis. Um, but, you know, through experience, you usually create a lot more confidence um, within the, within those moments. But from my experience, everyone deals with it and everyone deals with it on their own level. Some, some young athletes are very mature and are able to process things a bit quicker than some of the older athletes. It's just, isn't it's male, female, um, young, old. It's not one size fits all. I've seen, I've seen it all. I've coached them all. And it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's always interesting and it's always a very individual development. It's, it's really just each person is their own, has their own way of, of processing. Yeah. And as you're explaining that, honestly, I just, 
I'm, I'm honestly, I'm thinking of a journey that a client of mine would go through with investing or business where they'll fail and mm-hmm. the, yeah, and it's just sticking to the plan, respect, like what you said, respecting the process and respect just sticking the to the strategy. Cool. You know, we, we use the course and in investing of stay the course, you know, yes, things will pop up, but if you stay the course, think long-term, you know, um, and, and, and lastly, um, Aja, I wanted to ask you just practically speaking, someone listening to this. Mm-hmm. What is a practical tip that they can take away and they're in a situation, whether they're playing a, a, a basketball game or whether they're going through a personal journey and they're just feeling down? Do you have any quick tips of ways to just snap out of it? I know it's easier said than done, but it, or just a way not to snap out of it, but a way to sort of an exercise to follow or something just really simple and basic that you can share. Breathing techniques. So a lot of times when you feel really flustered, anxious, um, a lot of a lot of the the studies that we do and, and base our techniques around is, is through neuroscience. And if you do some research, you'll see a lot of different breathing techniques are in the moment, even if you're if you're in a game, if you're just extraordinarily angry at anything, if you're able to change your uh, awareness and focus on your breathing, it will calm your body down. And, and you know, the the whole chemistry that happens in your body, the hormones, the the um, everything that's taking off when you're angry, it actually settles your body and settles settles those hormones, and it allows you to think with a little bit more, um, with a little less emotion and a little more practicality. Um, so when when my athletes are struggling, it's it's a deep breath in, hold for five seconds. So you five seconds inhale, hold for five seconds, five second exhale, and that's usually enough in the moment to calm you down and allow you to process and think and, and make some non-emotional decisions. Um, so practical and so simple, but I <laughs> could not agree more yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. there's, um, a, there's a few other ones, but that's one of, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's the simplest one. And I think that's something that anyone can do when they're in that situation, just literally mm-hmm. breathe and the patterns and you're right. There's so much research about breathing patterns and everything when it comes mm-hmm. to when it comes to that and even stress, anxiety, mindset. And lastly, Aja, if anyone wants to get in contact with you or they want to learn more about sports mm-hmm. mindset, what would you say would be the best way for them to do that? Um, they can contact me uh, either social media. So we have Facebook, um, Sports Mindset as our Facebook handle. And then we have our Instagram, which is the Sports Mindset. Um, and uh, you can always email me. It's uh, Aja, A-J-A, at, at sportsmindset.com. Dot au and uh yeah if you contact me on one of those platforms you'll always get a response from either me or my business partner Catherine hollis and we love to speak to all of our um potential athletes future athletes past athletes and and um we're always always available to, to comment if if um if there's any questions or or interest in in sessions Thanks, Aja. And I'll, I'll put the uh, link to your website in the description of this episode as well, so people can click on that as well um, to make it easier. The Insta- sorry, the Instagram handle is the underscore sports mindset, the underscore sports mindset. Okay, done. I'll put that on the on the um, description as well. So Instagram and the in the website. Yeah. Um, and, and lastly, I'd like to finish off with a dad joke, all my episodes. Um, <laughs> okay. And this, this one's a quick one. It's It just came to mind um, this morning when I was thinking, I was talking to my son and I was thinking, okay, what can I do? And um, I just thought of it. I think I, don't, I think I read it off of one of those crackers you get for Christmas. Um, but uh, what do you call a penguin in the White House? A penguin in the White House. Yes. Um... Lost. <laughs> I like that. It was all right. It was all right. It's, 
It's all right. But you know, Christmas is around the corner. I was really going to think practically, but yeah, that was. I think that's the idea, but it's yeah. I think uh, you know Christmas is around the corner, so we'll hear we'll see heaps of uh, all those crackers coming out from those party crackers. You know the the jokes and the party crackers that come out. So there'll be plenty of dad jokes going around. But um, Aja, again, thank you so much for your time. Honestly, I appreciate it so much, and um, keep doing the amazing work that you do. And I can't wait to keep watching your journey um, and to see how you're going. Congratulations on the second child as well, by the way. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thank you um, for inviting me. It's been a pleasure talking with you. And, and um, yeah, I love, to, I love to get the story out, get the company out, and work with as many athletes as we can. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases. And feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.